continue, Lord, just in your presence and just continue to thank you for your faithfulness, God. Lord, we just submit this time to you, Lord. We know you're here, God. We know that you're working on our behalf. Lord, so we just, we submit our hearts again, God, to your word, to your voice, Lord. God, we take this seriously. We, we don't want to stay the same, God. We don't want to be passive about this, Lord. We just confess, Lord, we're, we're weak, God. We're full of unbelief and doubt, Lord. God, but you inside of us can do mighty things. Lord, so we just, we just come humbly before you today, God, as a family. Just give us your word, Lord. Take us where you want to go. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm preaching on worship today. Micah really just kind of stole my thunder. It was pretty much preached my message there. Thanks, man. Um, I just, I just was feeling like a lot of um, what the Lord was speaking to me was about how worship is is so many things, but just really how He was speaking to me about how worship is warfare. Worship is warfare, and um, I think many of us as believers we tend to forget that the Christian walk takes takes place on a battlefield. Everything we do is warfare. First um, Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Satan, he doesn't forget that he's in a battle. He's, he's going around looking for any way to get you. He's like a lion that's prowling. We have to remember that we have an adversary. One of my sons uh, is, he comes up to me the other day. I'm just, you know, sitting, kind of doing my own thing. He comes up and he's in this full-on ninja garb, like on his whole body and it wrapped around his face like this and he's got a sword. And he comes up to me and he goes, the best ninjas can put their hands in fire and not get burned. <laughs> Dead serious. And he goes, I've been practicing. I can, I can put my hand in almost the hottest water. And I'm like, that's a guy who knows he's in a battle. He knows there's an adversary. Like his mind is just like ready to go. He's just always thinking about, you know, that's just who he is. And we have to remember that. Bad things come from Satan. Good things come from God. And so often we get focused on the bad things and on the storm. And we start coming into agreement with the bad things. And we don't keep things clear and we open up ourselves to more attack from the enemy. That sober mind, um, that, sober, that sober mind and the alertness is what keeps us protected from the attack of the enemy. It's being on guard. Paul encourages us all throughout scripture, be on guard. Yes. And I think the sober mindedness, it comes from knowing who God is, Truly knowing who God is for yourself and declaring it at all times. You cannot be alert and you cannot be sober-minded passively. Like it doesn't happen accidentally. You don't just wake up and you're like, I'm, you know. It's, it's a, an active thing. You've got to practice it. You've got to be diligent in that. Our flesh does not want to be diligent all the time. I know there are times when we f- just feel it and it's kind of easy but if we're being honest, I think most of the time our flesh is like, hey, let's just veg out all day and watch movie, binge watch, you know. But we have to push ourselves. 
past that. You, we cannot be victorious and enjoy what God has for us on accident. Okay? I mean, I guess we know that. We know that, right? But we just have to keep reminding ourselves, and I'm preaching to myself as much as anyone today, right? We, we reap what we sow. If we sow lazy thoughts, lazy thinking, we're going to get just more lazy thoughts. But if we sow pressing in, you know, in diligence, um, setting our mind on heavenly things, we're going to get heavenly thoughts. We're going to get what the Lord wants for us, and we're going to grow, and we're going to become more like Jesus, and that's the, that's the ultimate goal. There's so much power in the spoken word. Um, speaking and singing God's word will make your emotions come into alignment with the truth. How many of you know your emotions, they seem strong. They can seem very, very strong. And they want to tell you what to do. Um, there have been times when I come in on a Tuesday, and I know, I know this has happened to all of us, but it's been a long day, you know, it's been a stressful day, and you're tired, and it's... Um, you know, it's seven o'clock and we're just about to start the prayer meeting. It's just like, I would just rather be at home <laughs> right now, you know, just laying on the couch. I, that's what I'd like to be doing. Um, but it's amazing how when you start to command your soul to bless the Lord and command your emotions to come into alignment with what God is speaking, boom, they just line up. And at the end of it, I could be like dead tired at seven. And then when we're done, I'm like ready to party, you know, and it's like, it's like God just, he's so faithful. He comes and does something in your spirit that's so powerful and heavy that it affects your soul. It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, there have been times where I was tired. I finish here and I go home and I'm like, you know, and Catherine's probably expecting me to be, you know, like ready to go to bed soon. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm good. Let's, you know, let's have fun. Let's do something. And the point is that it just takes you, you don't have to feel it on a Sunday morning. I'm not asking you to feel it. I'm just asking you to use the power of your voice and just start declaring who God is. I know you guys have been through this before, but if it were my preference, we would just throw away the sound system. We would throw away the instruments and it would just be the sound of all of us laying hold of the revelation that God has put inside of us, of his beauty and his glory and his splendor. I love, I love the band and everything, but what I really want is hearts I want our whole body to be in one accord, like Micah was saying. It took everybody, it took every person for those walls to come down. Nobody was allowed to sit out. That was the commandment that you go together, you march together, you shout together, and the walls will come down and the victory will come. And I really believe that's what the Lord has for us. We must let God have dominion in our minds. Let that sink in. <laughs> He's got to have dominion in our mind. It's the battlefield. It's where the enemy wants to come and get you. It's where he does. We, the way that we give God dominion in our mind is choosing not to be lazy. We have to war against those lazy thoughts. Any crack, any place the enemy can come in, he will come in. If we let the enemy have any say in how we see God or how we see ourselves, we will not be victorious. Amen? In the garden, 
when Satan went to Eve, he sowed doubt into her ability to hear from the Lord. He said, did God really say that you can't eat any fruit? Did he really say that? Did he really, did he really, did you really hear correctly? Do you really hear from the Lord well? I mean, look at how he's, he's a crafty serpent. He's just looking for a way in. If you're battling thoughts of not being able to hear his voice, that is a spiritual attack on you. You have to battle that. You have to be aware that the adversary is coming against you. And you don't focus on him, you focus on the Lord. But you know that it's a time to act. It's a time to press in and be diligent. No one is more threatened by your ability to hear God's voice than Satan. Another thing that he's threatened by is your identity, man. That is a dangerous thing, a believer that knows their identity as a son and a daughter. That will cause some serious harm to the kingdom of darkness. Three times when Jesus was, uh, did Satan said when Jesus was in the wilderness, wilderness, if you are the son of God, if you're really the son of God, you'll do this. If you're the son of God, he was going after his identity. That's another place that the enemy wants to come. Guys, we have to know, we've got to move past the, the doubts and the questions. We've got to, we've got to burn these bridges of, uh, you know, these feelings of, of not belonging in the kingdom. God's word is true. We can't let our emotions knock us off that truth. We've got to be constantly reminding each other, fathers and mothers and daughters and sons to one another, sharpening each other. You're highly favored and beloved. There's nothing you can do to change it. Jesus inside of you is your favor. It's not, I know it's not easy, but, but that's what we're growing towards. That's what, we've got, that's what we've got to be moving towards. Those thoughts have to be taken captive. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's sobering. I feel like a lot of times I don't have faith. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. There's that, the thinking again. Taking those thoughts captive, we've got to be spirit-led in our study of Scripture. We've seen time and time again people misinterpret the Bible. The enemy's perfectly fine with you reading the Bible if you bend it. He's cool with it. If you want to take it and change it to make yourself feel good, and change God, he's all about it. We've got to hear the voice of the Lord when we're studying scripture. Jesus responded with scripture when he was tempted, and we have to have an understanding of God's word like that. Um, if If we're not taking the time in scripture to really understand what God is saying, who God is and who we are, we are going to be prey to those attacks of the, of the enemy. And um, I just want to encourage you guys that you, we can all worship the Lord, but when we really take the sword of the spirit and understand it and learn how to use it in worship, that's when we can get personal breakthrough for ourselves and it's when we as a church can get corporate breakthrough and begin to see our city change. So we don't just come in, you know, and worship together and don't really think about the songs that we're singing. I take it very seriously, the lyrics and the songs that we sing. I'm always thinking about what we're singing because 
if we're not growing in that, we're not being as effective in our worship and prayer as we could be. There's, again, there's no such thing as, as wrong worship or bad worship, or there's no such thing as bad prayer or a bad prayer meeting. But guys, let's be diligent. Let's be excellent in these things that the Lord is calling us to. I, I don't go to a lot of churches, but I get the feeling that the church doesn't really pray that good. I mean, maybe I'm just way off, but I don't see, I don't see it, you know? I feel like if the whole church was in unity and there was one cry and one heart and passion and worship and an intercession and the church rose up and, and we were the ecclesia that God has made us to be a ruling body in the earth, I feel like things would look different, you know? I'm so discontent with the way things look and my hope is not in that. My hope is in the Lord Jesus, but I got an eye too on like society, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, God's not messing up. Like he's not doing anything wrong. So that, that only leaves one option. Like what's going on, you know? And to me, it's like, I think a lot of churches, they're, they've got like, they're good at singing songs about God and they're good at preaching a message that tickles your ear. I'm not, I don't want to criticize the church. I want the church to come together and be, you know, the bride. Now, that's what we want. And I just, I feel like I preach this every time. It's like, we have to be those people that are so rooted and grounded in Scripture, so madly in love with Jesus, that when people see us interact with each other, they're just like, what? Those people just love each other. They don't care about political differences. They don't care about racial issues. They don't care about anything, man. They're just in love with each other. How do they do that? Well, with Jesus. That's how we do it, you know? I think that's the answer. Um, I think we're here because God is, he's holding freedom, freedom in front of us, you know, and he's wanting to see if we'll take it. I truly believe that. I think there's an invitation. I think there's an open door. And I'm going to end quick. So those of you that are mad at me for going long in worship all the time, I'll make it up to you right here. But come on, guys, like, again, I say this every time. We're not here just to have a good time. We've got to press in. We've got to press into the hour and a half and two hours of worship. We've got to see God move. I don't want to just keep doing church the way we've done church. I don't believe that's what God has for us. If it is, someone tell me so I can stop doing this. I want more. I want to see more. I want to see my children's 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 generation. Come on. I I just know that God has more for us. He's got more victory for us. He wants to crush the head of demons. He wants to see the captive set free. And I know we see it, but let's continue to be hungry to see more of it. It's so powerful when we come in with just humble hearts, you know, no pride, nothing good that we've done, but we just come and know how powerful our God is. Last week, I think it was last week, we had a really powerful time of worship, and um, our pastors came up and we prayed as a church for some people to get healed, remember? And I don't know if you noticed, when my dad started praying, he was kind of like, he didn't go right in, he kind of was like circling, you know, and he's like, you know, Lord, we thank you, you know, for the blood, and 
Thank you that you tore the veil, God. We thank you for your goodness and your healing power. And I could tell everybody was, he was kind of like, easy, easy. But then he, he, he declared it, you know, and it was like, sick him, boys. And the whole church, you just heard this, like, this, this rumble, like, just, and everybody started praying. Did you guys notice that? Glad you're so excited about it. It was so amazing to see that. I don't think we realize the power, but when I left church, and some, some of you know, this kingdom of darkness was shaken right after that. And we saw some things in the natural that you could tell the enemy was not happy. There was some, there was some stuff going on, some kind of signs showing what was going on below. And I think it's because the church was like, hey, Hey, we're a family. We are a family that prays together, and we know the power of who our God is. And we lifted our voice together, and it was like, boom, man, there was power in this place. I was so encouraged by that. And it just made me think, man, just the simplicity of us just coming and not having an agenda, you know, not not being in a hurry in the Lord's presence, just enjoying who God is, knowing who he is and declaring it. It is such an honor to come before the Lord. I, I think we forget that too. What had to happen for us to have access to the king of all the earth. The creator of heaven and earth. We get to sing songs straight to his heart. We get to minister to his heart. That didn't just, we didn't make that up. Like humans weren't just like, oh, we like singing, so we're going to sing. Like concerts worldly concerts they didn't just happen you know it's it's the enemy's version of what's happening in here because people God's creation we all have a song in our heart and we just want to sing and get a little wild and crazy and have fun and we've been told for a long time we can't do it in the church but I think we're supposed to take that back I think we're supposed to get back in touch with the wildness that God has put inside of us and sing that song. You know why? Because he put the song there. We can't muster it up without the Lord. He's drawing it out of us. Some of you that think you're timid, you're probably not. You should probably do a little more than tap the toe. Maybe clap the hands a little bit. Maybe throw the hands up. Get out of your shell a little bit. I'm just saying it's okay to have fun in God's presence. Like, look at the opportunity, the honor that it is. If we really had a grip on it, we'd probably have all the chairs pushed out of here and we'd be going wild. (laughs) I long for that day. But I remember what it was like to not enjoy worship. I remember coming in and having zero revelation of God's heart for me. And I didn't know how to respond to God's love. And I'd have my hat, you know, and I'd be sitting, waiting for it to be over. Or, you know, just if my parents looked at me, I'd pretend like I'm singing, you know. So I I just didn't have that, though. But that comes when, you know, we respond, but... When we press into God's word and into prayer, he's just one little step. Man, I began to drink of what the Lord had for me. And it was like, you just can't stop. Once you 
feel his heart for you and you begin to understand who he is, it changes everything. It changes everything. And I want to tell you, if you want to be unhappy, try to live for yourself and live for God. It will never work. It's like, look, if you're not going to go all in, just live for yourself. Don't do the halfway thing. Like today is the day to just heed the word of the Lord. Get off the fence and jump in. He has uh, pleasures evermore at his right hand. I'm not kidding you. I'm dead serious right now. When the Lord touches you, when the Holy Spirit touches you, I shared this story a while back. I didn't ask for it. I didn't, I didn't even want it. I was driving. And the Lord just touched me. It's such, when you feel his desire for you, it's unexplainable. There's no drug. There's no alcohol. There's no, you know, a big paycheck. There's nothing you can do that matches the intense love that the Lord has for you. Amen? Let's stand. Told you I was going to be quick. Right. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for that revelation, God. We just say once again, Lord, water it in our hearts, God. Water it in our minds, Lord. God, let us be a people that are sprouting fruit, God, of the revelation of who you are and what you've done, God. Lord, let us wage war on laziness and complacency, God. Lord, let our children see people that are passionately in love with your word and, and you, Jesus, and what you want to do in the earth, God. Forgive us, Lord, for uh, just drinking from other fountains, God. Lord, forgive us for getting into a political spirit when we see things that we don't like, God, and, and criticizing and complaining, Lord. You didn't call us to give up our birthright, Lord. You didn't call us to trade our birthright for that stew that might smell good and satisfy in the moment. Lord, you called us to hold out for the good stuff, God. Lord, we believe and we know that you're moving at the sound of our voice. Lord, so we just confess again, God, that we're going to come into this place full of, of um, your encouragement, God. Full of the zeal of the Lord. Because during the week, Monday through Saturday, we're going to be pressing into your word. We're going to be growing in the knowledge of the Holy One. We're going to be exercising those muscles, God, of prayer, of worship, Lord, in our cars, in our beds at night, Lord. Wake us up with your song on our lips. Lord, let us be a people that are fluent in speaking the language of, of love, God, and unity and joy in our households, Lord. Fill our houses with worship, God. Teach our children to praise you all the days of their lives, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to worship you, God. We thank you that you tore that veil that you made away for us with your blood and your sacrifice, Jesus. We just wait on you, Lord. say that waiting on the Lord is a good thing. Waiting in his presence is a good thing.
I'm going to um, invite our ministry team to come up, and we're going to go into a time of ministry, prayer. If you need prayer this morning for anything at all, whether it's physical healing, um, emotional healing, um, if you've never given your heart to the Lord before, if you're not sure about your salvation, maybe you have questions this morning of what that actually means to be born again. <clears throat> we have all these ministry team uh, members that would explain what that means exactly and lead you in a prayer of salvation. Also, if you've never uh, been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we believe here at this church that when we accept the Lord Jesus as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside us, but we believe in a separate experience where um, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. It's a promise that Jesus told the disciples. It's a promise of the Father that you would be clothed with power from on high. If you've never experienced that uh, and you would like more information on that, we'd be glad to share that with you uh, through our